0: Okay, uh, I got a half hour with you guys to talk about the book of Acts. I want to just kind of crank through some stuff today. I'd love for you to track along. I'm going to come in really hard, really strong. I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm going to be really blunt and really straightforward. I would love for you to push back on that. That has created some great discussion today when people push back, okay? Um, No offense at all, but if you look up here, one line is 25 questions. Everything that's yellow means we got less than 50% correct. So I know some of us were silly with the Scantron, but what it shows me is that uh, there's a great chance to learn about the Book of Acts. Does that make sense? Um, I, I hope some of you realize that we don't know everything about it doing. Um, some of us, some of the in here, we have like 15% correct on one or two of the questions. And to me, that's a pretty big deal. Right, that's really important for us to make sure we learn this stuff Because this is the Bible I'm going to come on strong because the last three weeks of class Is trying to help you understand what a Christian worldview really is And when I say Christian, I mean Christ-centered worldview And what I'm going to invite you into starting today Is authentic discipleship I have found over the years that when I get to this part of the class I start talking the way that I talk Some of us really, like you believe in Jesus, I'll see you in heaven. But when it comes down to believing what's written down in the Bible, I think some of us are really going to have to deal with it. Right? Like, there's a lot of crazy in the Bible. Is it really real? Do we really believe it? And what does it mean to be an authentic disciple? The reason why I want to spend some time on the book of Acts in my discipleship class, it's the whole semester, but for us, just a few days, is the book of Acts does not have the end on it there's no signature at the end saying okay I'm all done the whole point of the book of Acts is that it was recording what's going on when the church starts and that book is our book what they do in the book of Acts is what authentic disciples are supposed to do and what are we trying to do with this school authentic discipleship does that make sense like we're a Christian school trying to teach you guys how to be like Jesus right okay well what did Jesus do we should probably look at that and so we look at the the gospel of John and then we read the book of Acts and we realize Jesus was training those guys to be like him and to do what he did and so what did they start doing What Jesus did Fair enough So that's where we're going And that's what today's all about Any questions on that Okay now In this class I have you read The book of John Just because I love How he writes it As a gospel And also It's not redundant For next semester Discipleship class When we read the Book of Luke But Who wrote Acts Traditionally (coughs) speaking Luke wrote Acts (coughs) So Luke wrote his gospel And then it's meant To parallel right into The book of Acts Everybody got that are we good? That's number one. Number two, I'd like you to grab a pen or a pencil or a crayon or something. And I want you to actually physically correct <laughs> the answers on your test that you got wrong. Because there's something about the neurons in your brain. Oh, yeah. Do I have yours? I should. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. Was that? Did you do a scan track? Was it this one that said, is that it? Possibly? Yeah, probably. Just yeah? Yeah, yeah that's right. All right. All right. All right. The author particularly notes in a chapter one that Jesus says that when the Holy Spirit comes on them, those gathered, that they will specifically receive wisdom. True or false? False. What are they going to get? Anybody know? You can open up to chapter one, verse eight. It's right there. What are they going to get? Power. The word's power. What does power mean? Power. <laughs> like they're going to become more powerful. Was that? Yeah, ability to be able to do stuff. Who was here for my chapel when I had my kids dressed up as Superman and little Superwoman? Anybody remember that? You don't have to, but you might remember that. Yes, yeah, the point of that chapel is from this lesson. If I'm, if I'm supposed to have my kids be a disciple of Superman, or in my textbook, some of you might have read this, if we made a Superman school, and after four years you come to Superman school, you better be able to do what? Be Superman. Fly, or pick up a bus, otherwise that school stinks. It'd be a ripoff, right? If we all just dressed up like Superman, and talked like Superman, and put his poster on the wall. When the point of the school is to what? Be like Superman? What is the point of our school? To be like Jesus, not just talk about him and quote him, or dress up as him. So, wait a second. If I dress up my kids as Superman and say, I want you to be like Superman. If I gave you a costume and said, I want you to be like Superman, that'd be really what? Awkward, frustrated. What was that? Intimidating. Intimidating, overwhelming, all of that. What would you need? Power. You would need power like Superman to be like Superman. Jesus says, go, make, go heal the sick, raise the dead, teach them everything I taught you. Be like me. That's what disciples do. Well, that would be crazy if you have to raise the dead and heal the sick. Go into all the worlds and preach This great news of grace If you could If, you, if you're if you supposed to be like Jesus You better have Jesus' what? Power. power And what does he give us? Power. Which power? power? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead Is where? The mystery of the gospel is Christ in me In you Right? So I mean uh, quick pause five minutes in All right. if you're going to believe this then let's really believe it we've been adopted into the kingdom you guys are princes and princesses Jesus calls God his dad well what are we calling God our dad just like Jesus Jesus is our older brother right okay sweet we cannot accomplish the task he asked us to accomplish without the power to accomplish it. Cool. All right. When Jesus was done speaking, he went, was taken up into heaven, leaving those gathered around at the time, staring at the sky. <laughs> I love that. Okay. You got, you're reading the book of Acts. It's 11 <coughs> verses in. And what does the dude do? Like he, he floats away on a cloud? What the heck? Did that really happen? Wait, a real human being floats away. Okay, I mean, yes or no, you have to pick. You see why there's there's no real gray area here. The dude either flew away or he didn't, right? Well, it was a magic carpet. Magic carpet. It was. It was a. Still, either any way you slice it. But here's the thing. What happens later? Why does Philip float to another town? What did he watch Jesus do? flew away if you read the book of Acts what does Philip do he flies to the town like Mary Poppins like click and he's like whoo, here he goes Peter sees Jesus walk on water what does Peter do walks on, water. walks on water not possible unless you have that same power that flies people through the sky he's like see you later guys I'll be back on a big white horse <laughs> what why does he leave by the way because he wants them to do what to do it like I'll see you guys later you guys go change the world bye and what do they do they go change the world it's pretty cool Mary Jesus' mother was with a group of disciples that had gathered in the upper room to wait and pray for the Holy Spirit to come true or false true, true. this one's huge guys some of you really need to work through this um, I've read it in several different translations and even talked to people who know the original this is a big deal I was told that only the 12 dudes got the Holy Spirit, and it was only for back then. And now I'm publicly, blatantly telling everybody that I was lied to. That is bad theology. Because what does it say right here? Who was there? Mom. Mom was there. And it says a bunch of kids were there. And the Holy Spirit came on who? Everyone in the room. What the heck? By the way, girl power, let's go. Anybody? Girl power? No? No girl power. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, well, people have said that it's only for men. Is it only for men? No. Mom was there. It's for moms and for women and for kids. It actually, says later, it's for anyone who believes. That's a huge deal. If you grew up believing that, uh, I'm your Bible teacher, and we're learning what? The Bible. You need to get rid of your, you know, bad theology. It's just bad theology, right? Let it go. Let it go. But I think, that I like that. I like that mom was there. I just love that. Like, moms are there, kids are there, women are there, other people are there. It's not just the 12 apostles. Were they there? Oh, yeah, which is great. But it wasn't only them. When the Holy Spirit came, a dove landed each other's on their shoulders. Where's my dove? Was it a dove? Was it a dove? dove landed on Jesus' shoulder earlier. It was what? Fire. Could that happen right now? By the way, sure. Yeah, I mean, could it happen? Fire on all of our shoulders right now. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be crazy. Cool, that'd be cool. Right? Why fire?
1: Because
0: they're lit. (laughs) Yeah, they're lit. I like that. They're lit. It's powerful. It's burning. Sorry for that. It's different than dove. Elijah with the fire, the burning bush, the wilderness. There's a lot of fire stuff. Sacrifice. I don't know why. So I think it's fun too. It says tongues of fire. Were they like, like tongues on fire? That's just weird. But maybe who knows? The tongue. Fire. Yeah. But there's something going on with fire. Uh, number six: The disciples were accused of being drunk at Pentecost. True or false? True. Super true, and it's kind of funny. It's nine in the morning, and everybody's like, "What the heck? You guys drunk?" Like, no, well, yeah, we're drunk on the Holy Spirit. Woo woo, party time, right? Describe to me what drunk people are like. Really, really, big really sh- fun. Really fun? Yeah. I love that. What else? They're like big giant children. Yeah, they're kind of loopy and flopping they're around. Completely irresponsible. Irresponsible and a little bit out of control. What else? Skittish. Skittish. They talk too much or they don't talk at all. I've seen drunk people who are just laid out on the floor, just out. I've seen drunk people laughing hysterically. Yeah, they were accusing them of being what? Drunk? But were they drunk on alcohol? No, they were drunk on what? Holy Spirit. Spirit. Could that happen Thursday night over there? Are we underage to get drunk on the Holy Spirit? No, No, I don't mean yes, but no. I think that's what's super fun about it is. When was the last time you got drunk on the Holy Spirit? You're allowed to. Do you have to? No, but are you allowed to? Yeah. Why not? That'd be fun. Right? I think it's kind of cool. I think some of you in the room need to repent of this. You've mocked or laughed at churches where people lay on the ground. They laugh hysterical. They're a little out of control, a little crazy, because the Holy Spirit has come on them. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, how do you know how you're going to act when that happens? They thought these guys were drunk. <laughs> right? Right? And I just say, like I had to repent. I mocked those churches, and I hate that I did. But I didn't. I didn't understand. I just needed someone to teach me that this is part of how the church started. People getting so filled with the Holy Spirit that they were drunk. <laughs> it actually says in Ephesians 5:18, Paul says, "Stop getting drunk on wine. Why do that?" It says, "Get drunk on the Spirit." It's actually a Bible verse. So are you allowed to get drunk as high school students? Yeah. Yeah, careful if you tweet me. Make sure you tweet that I'm saying you can get drunk on the Holy Spirit. Right? Yeah, i not going to get in trouble here, in my classroom at least. I think maybe we just step it up. What would it be like if everybody got drunk during chapel? Drunk on the Holy Spirit during oh. chapel? Never mind. That would be a blast, wouldn't it? It would be so fun to see what would happen there. Or if like fire showed up in chapel. Like you guys, what if, what if someone started levitating in chapel? They started floating. I think a lot of us would call it demonic. Wait, uh, it happened right here in the Bible. With Jesus. What was that? They are? Who says so? Okay. You can say that, right? But what am I trying to teach us? Why do you say that the gifts, all of them, are still in use today? Well, give me a verse that says that they're going to stop. Why well, don't people do them? then? Exactly. That's why we're in class right now is why don't people do it? No, well, levitation is different than just ascending. Them. I know. So, yeah, but but Philip did fly away. But what if someone did levitate <laughs> while they're filled with the Holy Spirit? Anybody got, I mean, what's the problem? Is everybody is got a problem with this? No, no one's doing them. No. Now, then they just I would like say this. no one is. Is just is there a lot of it at Wheaton Academy? No, or in the US. Oh, there's some. There's there's some churches that have it going on. There's a lot going on in Africa and China. It's all over in South America, it's all over the place. Signs and wonders and miracles. Why? Cuz that should be what? What's going on? Normal. That's what's going on. That's that's what it means to be an authentic disciple. Right? We don't just talk about Jesus, we do what Jesus did. He didn't say go pray for the sick. He said to go do what? And then what did Peter, James, and John do? Oh, dude, get up and walk. And what did the guy do? Gets up and walk. Yeah, Yeah, I think some of us have been taught. I was taught that the gifts were only for back then. But then once I did the research and actually read the Bible, I was like, oh, that's not true. It's not there. I had to change my mind on that theology because that theology was wrong. Right? Again, we're in Bible class. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. It's just it's not in Scripture it's not there women and children were there men were there it says you'll see right here in just a second number 8 yeah go ahead what do you got but does it say that all of them will still be in use to the end of time well it's the implication is that we're supposed to go and make disciples where everywhere, everywhere. and so what's a disciple a disciple's supposed to be like their teacher Jesus says a student will be like his teacher and then Paul says imitate me as I imitate Christ and we're supposed to do that and then they're going to make more disciples. They're going to make more disciples. Until when? Until Jesus comes back. Like That's that's the great commission. Go make what? Disciples. Disciples don't just talk about their teacher. They're what? They're like their teacher. Right? And by the way, if we're supposed to be like Jesus, we can't be like Jesus if we don't have power to be like Jesus. Right? So that's the. It's all there. That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about testing the spirits. We're going to look at some of the stuff. But that's why in this class, if you're going to have a Christ-centered, biblical worldview, that's just my job. I'm just trying to give it to you. Now, you don't have to believe it. There's a lot of pastors out there who don't want to believe it, or they want to have a theology that it only happened back then. You can do that, right? That's your prerogative as your Bible teacher. This isn't Mr. D's theology, is it? No, I'm just showing you the Bible. Does that make sense? Like, look at this, a couple more things. Um... Chapter 7, or number 7, in chapter 2, verse 32, the author is very clear to the point that Peter says to the crowd that Jesus raised himself from the dead. True or false? No, 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 no. False, false, false. Jesus was dead. He didn't raise himself from the dead. Peter says that who raised Jesus from the dead? God raised Jesus from the dead. Now, is Jesus God? Yeah, so can you nuance that if you want? Sure, but this is the Trinity, Jesus died, but the father raised him back up, right? Kinda cool, yeah, go dad. What will he do with you and me? Who are the adopted kids? Raise us back up, right. Here it is, uh, this is what you were talking about, Bowling, and you're, you're in good company here. Last year, 15% of the students got this one correct. This year you guys did much better. We got 27% got it right. Okay, according to Scantron. But number eight, this is why I'm teaching this. So many of us don't, don't know this, and it's just—it's okay. I'm just your teacher. Here's the verse number 32: God raised Jesus from the dead. So there's that one. And the Father promised, right? Gave him the Holy Spirit. So look at this: Now he's exalted at the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us just as you see here today. Then he talks about all that, which is great. So everybody look at this. This is powerful. Peter, Peter's words pierce their heart. He says, brothers, what should we do? He said, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And here it is. Ready? Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Right? Who's he talking to, though? thousands of people in the crowd well you talking to the crowd right there so it's not just the apostles it's all of them but then look the promise is to you your children those who are far away and then this i've checked every every book every denomination, every translation and all who have been called by the lord our god which is who everyone it says in 1 John chapter 4, that's why I had you read it. 1 John chapter 4, the gift of the Holy Spirit is for everyone who believes. Well, that's who? That's everyone. I mean, everyone is everyone. If you believe, you're in. Okay? And so I think it's really interesting that we just got to look at what the scripture says, make sure we read it. And if you need to work on your worldview or your theology, that's why we're in school. I wish someone had showed me this when I was in high school. Nobody did, and so I just took what I was given, which is it's only for the 12 men back then. Okay. That changes things, doesn't it, when you look at what it means to be a disciple or try to live out the Great Commission nowadays. In the early days of the church, a deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many signs and wonders. True or false? True or false, right? Lots of signs and wonders, miracles were happening that confirmed the message. It was really cool. If that happened in the early church, could that still happen today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's figure it out. Like that's kind of the goal here. Chapter 5, Ananias ends up dead specifically because he was greedy. True or false? False. False. Um, two things here. One, with number nine this is the one that was most missed last year only 9% of the students got number nine right it just makes me think how many of us know the fact that it wasn't just Jesus that did all the healings and the miracles and the signs and wonders it was his disciples and that's the whole process that's what we're looking at number 10 though think that oh no they were greedy and God killed them because they were greedy well maybe I don't think it was about the greed if you look at the text It actually is. Luke writes that they were killed because they lied. If you do signs and wonders and miracles and you lie, how does that work for the people that you're leading? Yeah, talk to your grandparents and parents about that. When there were real people on TV doing signs and wonders and miracles, and it was really powerful with the Jesus movement. It was really great. But then what started happening? Fakers got on there because they realized you can get money by doing it. So people got on and lied. They totally screwed it up. Made people angry. It's super frustrating. When was that? It? it was. It was Billy Graham. that generation, right? And Billy Graham worked so hard to have a life of integrity, right? right? I mean, it's huge. Yeah. And a lot of those spiritual leaders did as well. But some of them just were totally ripping people off, making people pay for miracles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that totally sours the water. That's actually why I think many of you have not grown up with it, is because it's safer just to not do it than to have people abuse it. Which I don't really agree with, but the abuse is pretty brutal, isn't it? Yeah. It's brutal, right? It's a bummer. But it, it doesn't mean we shouldn't pursue it and try to pursue it in the way that they did, right? Be filled with God's power, but have the mind of Christ, but also have the heart of Christ. And then you start piecing these things together. And then you can really be like Jesus. And it can be really powerful. Although, what happened to all these dudes throughout the book? Why? And this is where I would go. Yeah, bowling. This is where I would go on some of this. I think a lot of people have turned down the theology on it. Because what did they do with Jesus and the disciples? What did the culture do with them? They killed them all. They threw them in jail. They killed them. One of them got filleted. One of them got crucified upside down. They got brutalized. They got rocks thrown on them. Like, not everybody wants authentic discipleship. I've been called demonic. People have had wanted me fired. I've had some of this stuff. Nothing at all like what these guys have gone through. But not everybody wants this. Does that make sense? If someone started, if like, imagine if a whole <laughs> revival happens at Wheaton Academy and people are getting healed and it's really powerful, and maybe even some signs and wonders happen. I don't think everybody in our community would like that. There's a lot of people who would call it demonic. They call Jesus demonic, right? Yeah? So when you, you talk about the gifts, what about the that necessarily might not be like used today? Like, there's no need for them. Well, well, like what? What would there be no need for? Yeah, they can speak language. So if it's only that, that's fine. Most people see that tongues is either glossolalia, which is speaking other languages, which is great. We've even got translators for that. So maybe not necessarily there, but it's been really cool. I've been in a room where someone's ministering in English to someone who only speaks Spanish, and the person who spoke Spanish understood every single word that they said. It was a miracle, it was really cool. And the kid became saved, and it was awesome. I'm like, yay, (laughs) it was really fun. It was, uh, Nathaniel Philberg was right next to me watching it happen, and it was really hysterical. They're like, oh my gosh, like you're talking in English, you don't know English, and you know what they're saying. That's just super fun. So that would be that, that gift. It's not needed, but can it be helpful? Yeah, sure. It could be helpful. The other one is speaking in tongues, which is the, if I speak in the tongues of men and angels, and what language do they speak in heaven? All yeah, English? It's like, right. <laughs> if you say English, uh, catch yourself there. I mean, is it... Uh, you know that make sense? It's like, uh, we not. don't know. We don't know what language it is. So we often people say, our, praying we'll in tongues is when you understood. pray in your heavenly language. And it's just a really beautiful experience. And it's a really encouraging for you. Cool. Is that needed? Well, no. That's like saying that the gift of healing is not needed. It's not needed. But wouldn't it be nice if you could pray over someone and their leg just got better? Yeah. That'd be cool. And by the way, could that encourage people in their faith? Yeah. So I think a lot of the theologians are like, well, you don't need those gifts anymore. Well, no, we don't need them, but they're gifts, and they'd be really cool, wouldn't they? And could they help? Yeah. Right. It'd be really powerful. So I think that's the, is that helpful? Yeah. So keep going.
1: Yeah. You guys are doing great. Yeah.
0: So does if you don't have. A that's why we're doing this right here And that's why we're doing the testing of the spirit Bad theology, there's some theology out there in some churches Who when I was in high school I went here, I went to a church in the area I couldn't speak in tongues They literally, at church, told me I was going to burn in hell I couldn't speak in tongues I'm like, what the heck people, like, Is that biblical? No Not at all I mean, love you and your denomination But if you someone's telling you that you're going to go to hell Because you can't do a spiritual gift Does Jesus ever do that? No, it has nothing to do with that. And why tongues versus, I mean, that would be like saying, well, you can't heal, so you're not going to go to heaven. (laughs) Or you don't have the gift of evangelism, so you're not going to go to heaven. Like, why that gift, right? What they're trying to say is that if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, you're not going to go to heaven. Well, yeah. (laughs) But it doesn't mean that if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you're going to speak in tongues, right? Is that helpful? They try to build a case for it, but it holds no water when you read the Bible. Yeah. Which one, what have you experienced firsthand? Like, have you experienced any of these? Lots, lots of this stuff. Here's what I will say though. Before the fire pit with Ben, which isn't that long ago, had I experienced any of this stuff? I'd heard of it. Um, I've heard of some really funky things, but I was never there experiencing it, right? And ever since then, in this pursuit of like, I want to figure this out, I want to figure it out. That's what I want to be an authentic disciple. I want to figure it out. It's just been a really cool journey, which is what I'm trying to invite you into. Do you have to do any of this stuff to be saved? No. Oh no, you're saved. You got a hundred on your test. You're good, right? Your name's written in the book of life. You don't have to do any of it. But what does Jesus invite you into doing? Let's go, right? You want to do it? Let's go. Let's go, go learn this stuff. Hey, think of Peter on day one as being a disciple. Did he walk on water on day one? <laughs> no. Did he heal anybody on day one? No, a year into it, he takes like five steps. That's not too shabby, right? Three years later, he's giving this crazy speech and building the church. That's a journey, right? At least do three years of it, at least. But for me, it's been 15 years. I would say I really didn't start seeing some funky stuff probably until like five or six years ago, which is part of why I love teaching high school. I wish someone invited me into it when? Yeah, Jesus grabbed a bunch of disciples who were teenagers, right? All right, uh, i got a few minutes left. Let's do number 11 because I think we're kind of on this topic in this class. Stephen, ready, who was not one of the original 12 apostles, waited on tables as his appointment in the early church, and yet was a man full of God's grace, power, and performed amazing miracles and signs. True or false? Right there, you guys, right there. He wasn't one of the twelve. He might not have even been at the Pentecost thing. Right? You guys, go think of your church potluck. The person who puts the tablecloth on the table and puts out the paper plates and the forks. The janitor at church. Doing miracles, baby. Doing miracle signs, and wonders. I love that. Cause see, a lot of us think it has to be the pastor or the youth pastor or the anointed person. No, the dude who waits tables is doing signs and wonders and miracles. Now they throw rocks on him and kill him, but he's the first martyr, which is pretty sweet. Like, you guys, that that should be so exciting. Who can do this stuff? Anyone? Yeah. I'll end with this. Max Dominguez asked this great question. During second period, so like so, Dominguez, which is kind of fun. It's like so, what's what's the difference then between us and Jesus? Now, is there a big difference? Yes, yes. Yeah, there is. Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully man. Are we fully human? Mm-hmm. Now, ready? Here's the key, though. What's the difference then? I'm not Jesus, because who did Jesus? Whose spirit did Jesus have in him? God's spirit. Whose spirit do we have in us? The Holy Spirit. Like, I think we need to get a little closer to this. He's our older bro. You guys are princes and princes in the kingdom of God and our dad is God. Just like Jesus said our father. (laughs) And the same spirit that was in Jesus is in us. He's like, go do it, you guys. Let's go have some fun building the kingdom right now. The commission is actually to heal the sick and raise the dead. Let's go figure this out. And here's the thing. Paul's preaching. A dude falls out of the window. What does Paul go do? Raise him back from the dead. Why does he think he can do that? Because Jesus did it. If Jesus did it, we can what? Do it. Let's do it. And if you're like, but how? Well, that's the point of class today. How do we do this? How do we figure it out? right? And, and either... I think that... The, what does Jesus say? This is hard stuff. Now, is your salvation based off of doing this stuff? No. So if you don't want to do it, you would be like Bilbo and hang out in your hobbit hole. Be on the good side, but not do anything. Hey, see you guys, let's not take the test with you unless you promise to bring it back tomorrow. Right. Otherwise, uh, I'll collect them, and you can leave them here. All right. All right. Nice job today. <laughs> yep. oh. Thanks you for your pricing today. Awesome. I was, like, I was waiting for someone all day to ask that. <laughs> uh, is this your dad's book? Yeah, he wrote that. I just saw him picked up. He's got a few. Yeah, I know. got a beat up one. I noticed that like, you mentioned he was a physician and I saw it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, this is the one that kind of went global. It was this and... Sports medicine He wow. help shift it athletic, athletic training. Yeah, Why I was looking through now it. So it seems pretty was interesting. He's yeah. Got some good ideas. All this stuff now is like just normal, commonplace. Yeah. Stuff. He was well, there's been such a big transition. Yeah. Well, he was part of the transition. He wasn't the only guy, but he That's was definitely cool. at the forefront. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's cool. See you, Swoboda. Thank you. That's That was fun today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Cheers. Yeah. See ya.